of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. And welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to be in Psalm 110. And Psalm 110 is a short psalm, but there is a lot here. Um, I'll just give you some information on Psalm 110. It is a psalm of David, uh, and I would refer to it as um, a royal song or psalm or a kingship psalm. Uh, But there can be no doubt that this psalm looks forward to Christ. Uh, Jesus himself cites it to show that David knew that its ultimate fulfillment would come with one who is greater than he. Uh, So, for example, Mark 12, 35 through 37 says, And Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself and the Holy Spirit declared, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. So even before Christ's coming, a prophetic messianic interpretation of the psalm was well known among Jewish interpreters. But, like all the other royal psalms, Psalm 110 does address the time in which it was first composed. It is likely that this was a song that was sung at the time of the coronation of the king. And so this composition seems to have been written after David defeated Jebus. Now, you might think, it, you might think what is Jebus or who is Jebus? That is the city of Jerusalem. Uh, I don't want to get into too much history on this, but often cities in the Bible, their names would reflect who was the current conqueror. So Jebus, prior to David, belonged to Jerusalem, belonged to the Jebusites. And so it went by the name of Jebus. Um, You can... Read about the biblical account of when uh, David conquered uh, Jebus and conquered uh, the city of Jerusalem and it became Jerusalem. Uh, probably in the um, uh, around 1000, uh, 1000, so shortly after 1000 before Christ. And so it, it was a long time ago, but it was about a thousand years before Christ. Um, But it was referred to as Jebus before it was Jerusalem, before David and his army conquered it. And so uh, this could have been, this psalm here could have been used during the coronation of the king. And it celebrates his victory and his enthronement in that city, explaining why he inherits the royal priesthood of Melchizedek. It even mentions the name Melchizedek. And so this psalm really focuses on two divine oracles. The first shows the close but subordinate relationship that the human king bears to the divine king, to God himself. 
And New Testament writers cite this oracle to demonstrate that Jesus' post-resurrection glory and to point to the struggle between God and the spiritual powers of evil. But the second oracle is appointed, uh, appointed the king as priest, but it's a special kind of priest, as opposed to the hereditary Aaronic priesthood, in other words, the lineage of Aaron, this priesthood is descended from Melchizedek, whose mysterious origins really are related to Jesus Christ, the great high priest. And so you've got a lot going on here in Psalm 110. Seven verses, but there's a lot here. Let me read it, and then we'll get into as much breaking down of this psalm as we can. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments. From the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will surely shatter the kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head. So let's get into this. This first verse, really, there's a lot here. It says, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand. The, the word Lord, as the translators indicate with the use of small capital letters, this is God's name, Yahweh. Small capital letters, so in other words, you have a large L and then the rest O-R-D is small, but they're capital letters. This is the word Yahweh. But then it says, the Lord says to my Lord with lowercase letters. This title is often used for God as well, but can also be used to address a king or another type of respected person. And so the New Testament makes it clear that King David refers to his son, as his Lord, as I just mentioned in Mark 12. And so the promised Messiah descended from David, but is greater than David. In other words, David, as great as he is, his descendant, Jesus Christ, is even greater. And it says, sit at my right hand. This is a place of honor. After his resurrection, Jesus was exalted to the right hand of God in heaven. And it says, until I make your enemies your footstool. In the Old Testament, they were physical flesh and blood enemies of Israel. And so in the New Testament, the battle is intensified as Jesus fights against the invisible cosmic powers of evil. Then in verse 2, the Lord sends forth from Zion. In other words, God will enlarge the king's authority. And it says, your mighty scepter, a common symbol of governmental power and authority. And then in verse 3, From the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. This is a difficult phrase in Hebrew. The image compares the dew that appears suddenly during the night and is present in the morning 
with the eager and mysterious appearance of the king's troops. And so, yes, this is a royal song, but also focuses on the royal responsibilities, that of the leader of an army. Verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. As I've mentioned already, the regular priesthood of Israel was from Aaron, and their duties were limited to religious worship. But little really is known about Melchizedek. There's a little bit in Genesis, but it appears that he combined the functions of king and priest, which you don't see in Scripture except for in this case. And David also combined these functions to an extent. Jesus Christ, however, however, is both king and priest, and I'll add one more. He is also prophet. You do not see anyone in Scripture that is prophet, priest, and king, but you see Jesus Christ holding all three responsibilities. So Jesus Christ is both king and priest, but he is not descended from the line of Aaron. So he is a priest, but not from the line of Aaron. He is a prophet, and he also holds the office of king, and in fact, king of kings. Verse 6, he will execute judgment among the nations. God often used the human king to bring his judgment upon the nations through warfare, and still does so today. As applied to Jesus, this verse anticipates the last judgment that's going to take place at the end of time. In other words, Jesus Christ will come, he will return. That is a certainty. There are those that think that's crazy talk, that Jesus coming back, his second coming, is just for a crazy person to believe. He is coming back, he is returning, and he will defeat evil. It's done. It's a done deal. While evil still exists now, it will be defeated ultimately by Jesus Christ. Then it says in verse 7, he will drink from the brook by the way. Uh, this is also difficult in Hebrew, but the king finds refreshment during the battle and can carry on God's work of judgment. In other words, God sustains him. So there's a lot going on here. It really is a short musical setting. I've said it in three stanzas. Um, and it, it takes on that kingship, that royal feel uh, celebrating God and celebrating his victory. So, here is Psalm 110 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Conqueror 
When you display your mighty power, your people come to you. At dawn, awaiting holiness, your youth appear like dew. The Lord has sworn, and from his oath, he'll never be released. Of the order of Melchizedek, you'll always be a priest. The Lord at your right hand will strike earth's rulers in his wrath. Among the nations he will judge, the slain will fill his path. He'll crush their kings His wrath will be their dread And from the wayside brook He'll drink In victory lift the head